Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to episode 20 of Character Evolution Cast. Just a quick content warning before we get started. This episode is about gaming at a distance or playing online, but because of current events, there is a fair amount of talk about coronavirus or COVID-19. We completely understand if that's something that you'd rather not hear about right now. We think that there's a lot of great information in this episode for playing games while you're all stuck home, but again, totally understand if that's not your jam right now. As a quick note, Ryan was recently a guest on the Home for Wayward OCs podcast, so I will put a link to that in the show notes. And I completely forgot to mention it, but I was on there back in January, so I put a link to that episode in the show notes for you as well. Normally, this is where we would read a review, but obviously Ryan is not here with me right now. And I also think we're out of reviews again, so we would really love it if you could take a minute to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice, if you're allowed to leave a review there. We would really appreciate it, and then we'll have something to read next time. With all of that out of the way, here's the episode. Welcome to Character Evolution Cast, a show where we discuss what to do with all those characters we just made. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and today my co-host Amelia and I are going to be talking about how to make the most of the current situation out there and play some games with your friends online. This episode is going to hold up so well. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everyone, we're all in coronavirus quarantine, Uh uh, and today we're going to talk about what to do with yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll hold up at least for for people that move away from their friends later on after all this is over. And oh yeah, I, I mean, that. it's certainly like still a helpful topic, but the reason that we're talking about it is not going to hold up. Like, if you listen to this episode, hey, whoever you are, if it's 2023 and you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering what happened, remember a few years ago when that whole coronavirus thing happened and we were all like locked in our houses and it was real weird and spooky outside. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Also, take us on Twitter if it's 2023 right now, because uh, that'll be a really fun surprise. Yeah. Yeah. If it's 2023 and we're still making this podcast and you're still listening to this podcast, whoa. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we've, we have said that we have so many games to cover. We've got, yeah, we've got so many years. We could of, easily be. Yeah. In this episode, we're going to go over some of the tools that are out there and some tips to make the most of playing online. And to make it a little bit easier, whether you're just hooking up Discord audio or playing in something a little more fancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I think we can probably start with uh, the thing that most people might be familiar with, uh, the virtual tabletops, uh, or VTTs for short. Do people really call that that? They do. I've been seeing seeing that a lot more lately now that it's uh, becoming a bit more popular. Wow, I guess. Yeah. So... I guess it's TTRPGs, and these are some VTTs. VTTs for your TTTRPGs. Yes, VTTs for your TTRPG. <laughs> VTTRPG. Whoa. That's, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. I'm not either, but that's okay. 
We're about but here to, we are. We're about America. to dive into it anyway, so. <laughs> and other people not in America. Uh-huh. All of you. Yeah, so uh, I, we scoured the internet for uh, any g- pretty decent ones, popular ones that are out there. Um, I know there's there's one that I have used in the past uh, pretty extensively for a short stint, uh, Roll20.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yep, really like this one. I have used one. that one as well. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I can't remember what features you get for the free version. Um, for, and it mostly depends on what the GM is subscribed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're playing a game, so whatever the GM is subscribed to is kind of what everybody can use. Yeah. Um, it's not super expensive to subscribe Mm -hmm. to some of the other ones, which is kind of nice. And you can certainly play a game without having the, the fancy GM version or whatever the other versions are. We could have certainly done a little more research, but you know what guests, folks, people listening, whoever you are. Wow. I can do this. (laughs) Um, But certainly people can look it up for themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if it's something that you're interested in, I think it's easy enough to play without having any of the premium features. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It it allows for dice rolling. It allows for video chat. Um, it allows for a regular text chat. Uh, there's even a like a grid space that you can customize a bit. Um, you can add tokens to it. You can add map tiles to it. Uh, you can play music mm-hmm. in the You can background. do all your dice rolling in there. There's a chat. Um, yeah, dice rolling, all that sort of stuff. So I'll, I'll include in there. And that's going to be kind of the, the par for the course for a lot of these. Um, it's just the presentation is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. so we're not going to be spending too much time on all of the features for every single one of them. We'll definitely put links to all of these in our show notes. Though, yeah, for absolutely. You. Um, there are there are a bunch of them that are out there that are uh, uh, kind of doing some cool stuff. Uh, so we'll go over that. But uh, yeah, so Roll Twenty is definitely one of them to to look out for. Um, I know they were having some performance issues, if I remember, a few days ago. So hopefully that's fi- fixed. But um, because a lot of people are using it right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, that might be the thing. Uh, definitely you could try it out and see if the performance is good or not um, and then move on to the other ones uh, if if it's not the greatest, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're just looking for a temporary solution to, to get you through these times. So uh, Roll20.net is probably the most popular one. Uh, Fantasy Grounds, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah, I roll twenty. I will say roll twenty is the only one of these that I've personally used. Yeah, uh, I haven't used Fantasy Grounds. Um, I actually I've heard good things. I, I've heard about it only through uh, you know word of mouth here and there, uh, but I never really looked into it until the the, the session zero podcast uh, covered it a little bit okay. on their latest episode. Um, but it looks decent. It's got kind of the same features. It's just a different presentation. Um, I don't know if it's free or not, but um, at the very least, it's it's comparable. Yeah. Um, one that I've heard about recently, uh, Astral. Uh, that one is uh, basically the same sort of deal. Uh, recently, they made all of their premium features free. To everybody uh, for a few months because of everything that's going on. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. So and now, does that one have some of the systems like kind of built in? Yeah, I think most of them kind of do. Okay. Um, yeah, Ooh, this Ast- looks pretty nice. Yeah, Astral's got a pretty decent uh, uh, interface. It looks really nice on the maps and stuff that you can do. It looks like they've got things like Call of Cthulhu and Pathfinder on there. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of, uh, it, I, I don't want to say like, uh, cause you no, know, D is the big one, but they've got, yeah. they've got shadow of the demon Lord, vampire of the masquerade. I haven't seen ones like that called out explicitly in some of the mm-hmm. other ones. So if you're playing some of these, uh, sort of different RPGs than D and D, uh, this one might be a good one to look into. But even yeah. then, it, it looks like it works perfectly for D&D. And if it's going to be free for a bit, for all the premium features, you Certainly might as well. Certainly worth trying out. Absolutely. Uh, one that I don't know anything about, but I came across, uh, D20 Pro. Okay. Looks to be really good for any D20 system. All right. Uh, so that's going to be D&D and all that sort of stuff. Um, probably not so much for 
stuff like Star Wars. I don't know how the those special dice work in any yeah. of these uh, virtual simulators, but for sure, at the very least, it's uh, something to look into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one that I'm really excited about, uh, Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this one. This was one um, that was this was the big thing when the L5R uh, LCG was coming out was people had built decks and stuff in there in mm-hmm. Tabletop Simulator. So you can play a lot of games in there that are not just role-playing games. You can yeah. do like board games and mm-hmm. card games and all that kind of stuff. Um, this one you can get through Steam, right? Yeah, you get this one through Steam. Uh, it plays on multiple different types of devices. And what's really cool is it, not only does it simulate a table, it simulates like an environment around the table. So Ooh, uh, you you can have like your game simulated in like a like a dungeon or whatever, or you could have it simulated on a mountaintop. Or um, there's all sorts of different environments that you can play in. Cool. And some of the actual board games itself have like custom tailored uh, areas that you'll be playing around. Oh, that's really neat. Like, uh, I, I saw, was it Zombicide, which is a, a board game where you're mm-hmm. fighting against zombies, um, has a, like, a storeroom with supplies and, and, like, other characters that are there trying to defend against zombies as you're playing around this 3D table. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool and immersive. I don't know if this is uh, compatible with, like, virtual reality headsets or not but if it was well, cool. that would be really amazing Super neat. Mm-hmm. but it's cool it's it's got a physics engine it's got all sorts of uh, fun little things that all the other ones really don't have because it's trying to simulate actually being at a table instead of virtualizing everything gotcha yeah yeah it's one that i've been meaning to play around with and just like haven't mm-hmm. and every time i remember it exists i'm like oh i should do that and I then i don't <laughs> I know. yeah look it looks really interesting and there's thousands of uh different types of games that people in the community have put together mm-hmm. like you can create assets and stuff uh and and give that out to the community and utilize those in your own games so it's pretty sweet yeah um and then the last one it's not out yet but it's on Kickstarter right now, so if you're kind of looking for these VTTs for the future, uh, this one looks really cool. Uh, Multiverse, have you heard about this one? I have not. Uh, this is uh, a virtual tabletop where you can very easily create a very interesting-looking uh, sprite-based world. So it kind of looks like you're going back into the Super Nintendo days for creating your your assets in the game. Oh, cool. But you can create maps really easily. You can alter, like, cityscape maps really easily and then play Mm -hmm. into those um, in, like, Super Nintendo uh, graphics-style pixel art. Yeah. Oh, and you can make your characters and stuff, too. Yeah, you fully customize your character looks. um, Pretty much any skin tone you can imagine. Uh, You can do all sorts of wild things with this. It looks really, really interesting. But yeah, this this one looks really cool. Um, this one does look really neat. It's a lot more like open mm-hmm. than some of the other ones. Yeah, and it looks super easy to use because a lot of the other ones you're dragging tiles uh, into a map, and you have to kind of connect all the tiles together, and um, you know it's not the most easy thing. But this one, well, I got... know even roll twenty, you have to know the commands to roll the dice and yeah. stuff like that too. Which um, like you can make little um, I don't remember what they're macros. Called. Macros. There yep. you go. You can make little macros to to roll for your rolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing that you then need to know how to do. Like some of yeah. these do have a, a more significant learning curve than others. Mm-hmm. Um, this one looks like it'd be pretty easy. But again, we don't know a whole ton about it. So, yeah, because it's, um, it's, it's not still out. on Kickstarter. It's still in beta but, too. Um, and I know there's some some decent levels on the Kickstarter to get access to the beta early, mm-hmm. uh, which would be kind of fun. Um, and I don't know when that begins or anything like that, but I've been hearing a lot of chatter about this in the community online, and, uh, and I, I think it's really something that'll There's be really interesting. There's a lot really of potential there. Yeah, like they have weather effects that you can add Sweet. on the fly and, and all sorts of stuff. So uh, definitely check into that Kickstarter if you uh, 
if you're interested in that. I know they're about and, a quarter of the way there, maybe. Yeah. Um, and these are certainly all ones that are specifically meant for playing tabletop games. Yes. Um, certainly there are other ways that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can... A lot of the games that I play online now, because I play almost exclusively online these days, mm-hmm. um, are done through Discord. Yeah. Um, Discord's the big one. You know, I know people who play through Slack. Um, I know people that just do like hang out in Zoom and do games that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly these are the ones that are specifically made for that, but yeah. you can use any way that you use to talk to other people, you can use to play tabletop games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple tools that you can do if you're using those other things, a couple different kinds of tools that you can use to help make those games happen. Yeah. So one of the things you'll probably need is virtual dice. Right. Um, if you are using virtual dice, um, Discord is really nice for this because there are so many bots that you can get to do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, there are two specific ones, um, Sidekick and then D1C3 are the ones that I see the most. Mm -hmm. Um, I think D1C3 is the one that I have used for most of my games because it incorporates Fantasy Flight dice too. Mm -hmm. Um, so that bot does L5R dice. And it also does Star Wars dice. Yeah. Um, which is really, really nice. And Genesis, um, too, I would imagine. I, probably. I Yeah, I haven't used it for that. I've used something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to remember what it's called. But if I can figure it out, I can put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, another website that does Genesis dice. Oh, there you go. Um, and then um, Sidekick also does dice. Mm-hmm. So the nice ones, things about those, you can switch what kinds of dice you're using. They just have Discord commands that you use and it rolls for you. Mm-hmm. Super nice, super easy, especially if you're already using Discord for chat. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about Discord, too, is that you can do voice, you can do video, you can do just text. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are kind of incorporated in there. The quality of those kind of depends on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um and we can, I assume right now, Ryan, we can just talk about all these things kind of together. Yeah. Um, you can use Google Hangouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook Messenger does this. Yep. Kind of. You can do voice and video and text. Yeah. Um, you can use Discord. You can use Zoom. Ryan and I use Zoom right now for yeah. all of our recording stuff. Um, I think you have to have the premium version yeah. to do a lot of stuff because otherwise you only get like a half hour or something, it's right? Like f- it's 45 minutes for a group chat um, and then the meeting will, will end or something like that. Uh, if you're doing one-on-one, it's unlimited. Okay. Um, and so if, if you're playing StarCrossed, you're good to go. <laughs> if, you're, if you're playing StarCrossed over the internet, uh, yeah, that that's a feed in and of itself if you're using the tower. Um, uh, you're but not I know, using the tower usually, but I know. I've, I've done it. I've played Starcross over the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can use like a D20 system that somebody's come up with, which mm-hmm. uh, sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's even alternatives to physical games that, uh, that you can play online. Yes. Which is cool. Um, and I noticed that Sidekick has uh, the Fate dice in there as well. So it's not just Ooh, regular nice. dice. So you can use the Fudge dice as well. Yeah. Um, and so a combination of Sidekick and D1C3 is great for Discord bots. Um, the only thing that I have found is uh, Discord bots are not the easiest thing to set up. Uh, they're they're a little intimidating uh, if you've never done it before. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think once you've done it once or twice, they're pretty easy to, yeah, to uh, figure out because you just have to like invite them to mm-hmm. your server and then set them up. Most of the ones um, that they have out there have some pretty good instructions with them. Yeah. So if you're if you're comfortable following the directions and, and if you're comfortable with uh, rolling up your sleeves and getting them set up, then definitely look into that because adding that to your Discord um, is, is something that'll really help with, uh, with your games if you're playing strictly in Discord. Yeah, I have to say they're really, really nice for Fantasy Flight games mm-hmm. um, because those dice take a little interpretation yes. rather than just rolling a 20 or a 10 or, a, you know, something mm-hmm. like that um, because they're pictorial. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes it takes a little bit of interpretation. And I know when we were first learning to play 5th edition L5R with those dice, um, it was really nice to have the bot and have those dice like up in front of you so mm-hmm. you could say, okay, help me read this out and figure out what to keep and what not yeah. to and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that is one advantage there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, if you're playing a more traditional game or um, I think even Fate, uh, you can use a website like uh, rolls.org, R-O-L-Z.org. Uh, they are a free-to-use site. You don't even have to register if you don't want to. Um, you create dice rooms, basically, and you can invite people to your dice rooms. Uh, and then right in that chat space, you can all see everybody's dice rolls right yeah. there. Um, and they've got a whole bunch of different options. There's a help guide that's really easy to use. Um, I checked that out last night when I was researching this, and uh, it's 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 pretty intuitive. It's, it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, I think there's a lot of options mm-hmm. for people. Um, you know, you wrote in here, too, that um, in Google, I didn't know this, that you can just type roll followed by a dice combo. Yep. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, and it's as, as long as you keep the combo simple, you mm-hmm. can just say, like, roll 4d6. And it will roll four six-headed dice and give you the total. That's um, really nice. And then once it's once it's up, you can uh, add more dice to your pool, and then okay. it'll just keep adding a tally. Um, oh, that's really cool. You can also add a modifier, a plus or a minus, on there. Uh, so this would be really effective for like PBTA, mm-hmm. where you're rolling two d six plus or minus. Yeah. Um, and I. I don't think it handles any special dice like fate dice or anything like that. So it's, it's really basic. But in a pinch, if you just need to roll a couple dice um, that are of the same size, then you can you can just go to Google. That's really, really nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of really good options, and I think there's a way that you can you know use a combo of these things or find the one that works best for whatever game you're playing for your group. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, your needs are always different kind of depending on what you're doing, what game you're playing. Yeah. But I, I think um, I was really kind of intimidated. Uh, maybe intimidated is not the right word, but I was kind of unsure about playing online when yeah. I first started because I had always played with an in-person group. And I just was not sure like how it would translate or how it would work. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I only want to roll physical dice and I, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I have very quickly turned around on this, yeah. I think. There's a lot out there that makes it a full. It's a different experience than playing in person, certainly, mm-hmm. but it's still a very full experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what's kind of cool is you can you can play with your friends if you want to set that up. But there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff out there for finding groups as well. Um, like yes. I know Roll Twenty has a forum system that you can go to and find a group to play with. Um, and if you're comfortable with playing with strangers. Uh, feel free to do that. Uh, you just need to, of course, uh, keep in mind uh, a bunch of safety stuff at that point uh, mm-hmm. because you're playing with people that don't know you and you don't know. So having those types of conversations. Uh, Maybe a session zero, would you say? A session zero would be fantastic for stuff like that. Um, I will say for finding a game right now, if you're not listening to this in 2023, I'll put a link in the show notes too. But I did create a spreadsheet for mm-hmm. people to kind of um, sign up to run games or play games. Right now, there's not very many people signed mm-hmm. up in there. But I would love if more people would take advantage of this, of kind of finding groups. Yeah. Um, and I put links in there to a Session Zero document and then to one that I have created to kind of edit a little bit to make specifically for one shots. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is a really good chance to meet some new people that are interested in gaming. Mm-hmm. I've posted it um, on my Twitter and in the OneShot Discord yeah. um, just to kind of help people find groups to play online, too, because I know sometimes it's hard to find a group of people. And hopefully this is a way you can kind of find new games, new people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can put a link to that in the show notes, too. Yeah, it'd be really cool if people found some new friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, role playing is a, a great way to build those bonds with And with here's people. the great thing uh, about playing online, I got to say, is that if you're not into it and you want an out, just turn it off. Yeah. If you need to leave, you can just you don't have to worry about like that social pressure of like, well, do I just walk away? I don't want everybody to see me leave. Here's the thing. You can just disconnect and be like, oops, sorry, my Internet. Yeah. You can just blame it on the Internet. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, you could. Or just say, yeah, this isn't working for me and then leave. I mean, you could say that, but if you're in a situation where you're like really uncomfortable yeah. with that and you don't want to be the person that leaves, like if you're, you know, mm-hmm. socially awkward or, you know, That's whatever, um, just, really not feeling it, you can just leave. Just hit that X. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to to get out of those situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if safety is a concern, uh, mm-hmm. better to just leave and and let them worry about it if they're the ones not being safe. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think, you know, there's always some, there's some worry about playing with a group you don't know. And I think that doing it online is like the best way to do it. Yeah. Cause you can, you can just leave. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Brian, do you want to talk about some tips for people playing online? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is, this is kind of like the, the meat of the episode. Uh, so we got you some tools that you can utilize to actually play online, but uh, let's dive into some tips. Um, Like I said, I play online a lot. It's the majority of how I play now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very nice for me because I can do things like put my kids to bed and then play a game without having to hire a babysitter to come to my house. Yeah. Um, I can also do it when my kids are still awake sometimes. Mm -hmm. Depends on, depends on the day we're having. Um, but it is really nice because you don't have to go anywhere Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, and for those of you who are also parents, again, you don't have to find a babysitter. Yeah. It's, makes it so much cheaper to go play games. It's so true. (laughs) Babysitters are expensive, y'all. Yeah, no kidding. Um, which to be fair, um, I don't get paid to watch my children, but if I did get paid, I would expect a lot of money. Uh huh. (laughs) um i will say sometimes especially for people like myself who are a little bit neurodiverse playing online can be more of a struggle than playing in person Mm -hmm. it was one of the things that kind of held me back from it for a long time it's difficult to read people's expressions um which impossible to do if you're not playing with video yeah which we'll we'll talk about at some point here um, it's harder to tell when it's your turn to talk. Social cues are a little bit more difficult to read. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be harder to pay attention if you're someone like me with pretty bad ADHD. Mm-hmm. If you aren't at a physical table because there's a whole room of non-game things around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple things that I want to talk about. First of all, if you can use video chat, I strongly suggest it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's much easier to pick up on social cues even if you're bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um you can tell kind of when somebody's about to talk. You can read whether people are happy or sad or, you know, like that kind of stuff a lot easier than you can over voice mm-hmm. um, or certainly over text. Um, so I strongly suggest if you can, it makes it um, it makes it a lot closer to the experience you would be having at a regular table. Yeah. Um, I strongly suggest trying to kind of keep the area that you're playing in clear mm-hmm. of non-game things. Yes. Um, so right now I'm sitting at my desk and it's a little bit messy. Um, I would suggest trying to clean that up and and only have gaming things in front of you if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also especially difficult when you have the whole world of the internet in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's very easy to get distracted and be like, oh, I'm just going to check my Twitter real quick. It's the same as if you have your phone at the table, except mm-hmm. all you're looking at is the internet. Yeah. So I suggest people try and kind of shy away from that if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, try taking notes. Yeah. If you're a note-taking kind of person, I've found for me personally, it keeps me a lot more engaged in what's happening in the game because I have to pay attention to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try and write down notes of what's happening for everybody. Um, and have your book nearby and ready. Whether you use a PDF or a physical book, mm-hmm. have that up and ready. Um, it makes it a little bit more like you're actually at the table. Yeah. Um, if you are rolling physical dice, have those ready. It's just kind of more about being prepared. Like the same things that you would bring to a game, I suggest having right in front of you. Yeah. The same way that you normally would. So if you take physical notes, have your notebook and your pen there. You can still take notes during an online game. Mm-hmm. Um I still like to have a physical character sheet, too, because it's less um, clicking around and changing windows. And yeah. I find that the less that I do that, the more likely I am to stay engaged in what's happening in the yeah, game, Yeah, absolutely. Too. Yeah, especially... Those are my my ADHD yeah. <laughs> neurodiverse tips for playing in an online game, because I, I do find it a little bit more difficult, and there was definitely a learning curve for me. Yeah, and I can imagine if you only have uh, access to one monitor, um, having your character sheet be electronic and then having uh, the book be electronic, all that sort of stuff. 
would be kind of difficult to juggle all of that and then still have the video chat available. Definitely. It was um, really tough. <laughs> yeah. It's why some of the virtual tabletops are probably the better solution for a lot of people because mm-hmm. uh, on the virtual tabletops, you have the webcams all in the bottom. You've got the the actual action of the tabletop right there, access to your and dice. Your character sheet and your is char- usually in there. The character sheet's yeah. right in there. Uh, and then some of the, the resources, I know, like you can get access to the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, I think, through Roll20 and some other stuff. Um, so you, you're able to get to the books and, and to what things do right from there, uh, which is yeah. really good. So it's all on one screen at that point, uh, so you don't have to juggle as much. Yeah, I, I strongly suggest kind of having all of that in front of you. Um, and even if you don't play with a virtual tabletop, just kind of prepare yourself mm-hmm. for those things. It's like anything, just try and come prepared. Yeah. Uh, and you'll you'll be okay, I promise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and if you're playing with people that you know, um, and even if you're not, uh, most of us are, are playing to have fun. Most of us are playing to um, enjoy the story and to enjoy the game with one another. So you could probably even roll dice. Uh, physical dice in person um, and then just tell the results uh, mm-hmm. that's that's based on the honor system of course uh, and yeah, certainly something to work out with your group absolutely just see how everybody feels yeah um, and if if you know people are like no we should probably do it online and that's it's not that big of a, a switch to go from physical dice to to actually using virtual no, dice not at all and like I said in some cases it's easier because it yeah um, you can have everybody interpret it or, you know, if you're like me and you're just really bad at math, it's mm-hmm. really nice because it can oh, just yeah. give you the results. Yeah. And some of these are cool. Like you can have it, uh, like some games have exploding dice in them. You can actually mm-hmm. type in the commands to be like, roll this many dice and explode on these results and, and all that sort of stuff. And you can get kind of complex commands to do all of that for you. Yeah, I know. I've um, had macros to do that for L5R uh-huh. in the past to like type in how many you're going to roll, how many you're going to keep. Do you explode them? And it does it all for you. Yeah, exactly. So once you get that all set up, it, it makes things a lot easier than trying to keep it all in your head with physical dice. Yeah. Math is hard. Math is hard. <laughs> it, it detracts from the time. Like, you don't have to spend all that time counting up all the dice and everything either, so. Right, right. I think it definitely, in, in some cases, can help with immersion mm-hmm. because you're not having to stop all the time and yeah. pause and, Plus, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Plus, some virtual tabletops actually roll virtual dice, too. And uh, it makes that, that dice rolling sound. So, if, if the sound is something that you like, then, well, mm-hmm. well, there you go. Yeah. And to be honest, you can roll virtual dice and then you can just hang out and roll regular dice in your free time. That's okay? true. <laughs> not, probably not as exciting, but that's okay. I don't know. My kids were doing it the other day. That was part of their <laughs> part of their plan for things to do for school. <laughs> they both got out their their sets of polyhedrals, and Nate's like, "I'm just gonna do some math. I'm gonna roll a couple dice, and then I'm gonna multiply them." Oh, nice! Together, I was like, "Cool." There you go. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we learn nowadays, right? He's like, "I'm just gonna practice my multiplication. I'm just gonna roll some dice." I'm ah, like, "Live it up, man." That's amazing. <laughs> We need we need more dice rolling in the schools. Yes, that's what schools are lacking. That's the problem with our public <laughs> education system. They don't roll enough dice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Among other things. Among other things. <laughs> awesome. So, uh what other tips can we can we give? Um music? I know a lot of people like music during their games. I know yeah. when, when my friends and I grew up, we we had background music on all the time. I have done this as like playlists as kind of inspiration. I have not done this as background mm-hmm. music. Um, yeah. Um, one of my friends, uh, he goes kind of all out with playlists that fit certain moods for certain games. Um, so he's just got an access to a, a ton of music that he's like procured over the years. And he's got them kind of separated by moods and, and genres and stuff like that. So if we're playing like a, a spookier game, um, he'll pull out the the horror sounds playlist or whatever. And if we're playing yeah. like a more fantasy game, he's going to pull out the playlist that has more of the fantasy type music. 
Um, and he's curated all of that through iTunes and everything. Uh, but you can do that easily in Spotify, especially if you have a Spotify premium account. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can actually play some of these, uh, collectively. So you're all hearing the same music at the same time, uh, with some of the apps out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I know roll 20, if you're the GM, I think you can, uh, I don't know if you can as a player, but for sure as a GM, you can curate music lists that everybody will hear, um, Mm -hmm. during the scenes. Um, and if you want to coordinate it. Uh, you can coordinate music to different scenes, different maps. Um, you can you can have certain songs play right after the other, that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it just adds a nice little background ambiance. Um, if you're playing in Discord, there's a, actually a Discord bot that will sync playlists. Uh, so there's a Spotify bot for Discord that you can yeah, play. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, yet, there's a Discord bot for everything, so I probably should much, have thought yeah. that through, but it's never one <laughs> right. that I've looked for personally. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if you're playing over Discord and you and you have a Spotify Premium account, you can get this bot and play your Spotify playlists that you've curated. Um, and what's cool this about bot. this? Yeah, what's cool about this is you can do this as a player or a GM. Um, so if you're playing in Discord, you can just load that up or. Even you could, uh, if you're playing on a virtual tabletop, you could have Discord open in another tab, have everybody on there, and then play the mm-hmm. play the background music to add some ambiance. Um, Definitely, it's it's been a, an enjoyable experience for my groups that we've played in person. Um, I know it's not for everybody because it can be distracting, yeah. uh, especially if some of the music gets too loud. So uh, just play it by ear, I guess. Um, literally. <laughs> 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 yep. Yep. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that um, note. What, this is a thing that we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, and I think it, we first talked about it in our, our very first AP at home yep. episode. Um, but closet cosplay. Um, honestly, you could do full cosplay mm-hmm. if you wanted. Um, but try dressing up your char- as your character. One of the nice things about playing is that you don't have to worry about leaving the house like this. Yeah. So you can dress up like whatever you want. I think especially if you're not playing with video, you can totally do whatever you want. Yeah. Nobody cares if you're wearing that like Chiquita banana headdress. You can do <laughs> whatever you want. Um, but try and like dress up as your character kind of keep you a little more like grounded in the scene that you're in and the game that you're having. Mm-hmm. Um and as Ryan pointed out in our outline, really, you only have to do the upper half anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you are playing with video, um, you can you can be beautiful on top and sweatpants on bottom if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not that sweatpants aren't beautiful. You do you. <laughs> um, but I think it definitely does help to kind of keep you a little more like in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it just adds a nice little visual as well to the other players um and it it just yeah it gets you into the game a little bit more um which is kind of cool yeah more. and i think definitely if you don't have to leave the house you can you can wear whatever you want mm-hmm. now now this line of thinking got me to to ask the question does it exist where you can create virtual avatars that will like change your personal looks uh mm-hmm. while you're on video chat and i know that technology exists so uh this is yeah. my call to the the rpg industry uh hey you've got a good opportunity here to to yeah, allow make some us of your to, own snapchat filters yeah to make our to make our own custom characters and then overlay that over our per- personas mm-hmm. as we're playing uh maybe That'd be super maybe cool. some custom voice modulation on there too we pretty sweet. Ryan, I'm just saying. Do that. If I had the know-how to do that, I would be doing it instead of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, I wouldn't have a podcast. I'd be doing this full time. I'd be doing this, and I'd be making bank because that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, that does actually sound really cool. Yeah, because um, can you imagine like an entire game where like everybody's in these virtual avatars and sitting around this uh, in in the webcams and and what as they're saying what their character's doing and saying it sounds like their character that does sound pretty cool yeah 
I'm just saying, get on that, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> whoever you are, whoever you are that does that, do uh-huh. it. Uh, maybe this will inspire somebody. Who knows? Speaking of this kind of thing of dressing up or possibly being an avatar, mm-hmm. using visual aids. Yeah, absolutely. It is so much easier to utilize visual aids in an online game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make you can find pictures of your character and share them. You can find images of a scene that you're describing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorite things to use Pinterest for. Yeah. Um, we've talked before about making Pinterest boards, but in games that I've played, I've made boards of like the places that we're going to go if we're playing in a real life situation. Mm-hmm. Um, different outfits that my character might wear so that when it came to a scene and I'm describing a fashion, I can just share a picture with everybody yeah. and say, this is the dress that I'm wearing. Um, you can show like what you want your character to look like, you know, there's just, it's limitless. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think there's so much more ability to share those kinds of things and do that kind of thing in an online game Mm -hmm. because you have it all in front of you. And like, certainly you could kind of pass around your phone, I guess. Um, but you're already on the internet and Mm -hmm. you're already like there. So it's a lot easier to kind of pass those things back and forth when you're already doing a chat. Absolutely. Um, and what's really cool is if you're playing like a, a modern game that takes place in the real world, um, like a, this is especially good for like superhero games that do this. Uh, mm-hmm. You could go to Google Maps and go to the location that you're playing in. And now you've got a scenescape for yeah. like the street layouts, the building layouts, all that sort of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you really wanted to, you could actually take a screenshot of that, pop it into one of these virtual tabletops, and now you've got a battle map for your, your campaign. Whoa, dang. Yeah. So there's all sorts of really cool stuff that you can do uh, with the online stuff that you can't easily do in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, similarly, you can use like maps and tokens for more combat scenarios. This is something that definitely is a lot easier in some of those virtual tabletop kind mm-hmm. of things, um, especially if you need to utilize a grid map yep. for your game. I know that's the concern for a lot of people mm-hmm. is like, but I need to have my miniatures and I need to have things like that. Um, you can definitely do that in Roll20. You can do that in some of these other tabletop mm-hmm. simulator kind of things. Um, and so sometimes it does take a little bit of effort to put together a specific map if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's certainly doable and you can move around tokens and you can do all of those kinds of things to show when you need more of a grid map or mm-hmm. you need more of a combat kind of scenario to sort of picture like where you are in a scene. It's a lot easier to do online yeah. than you might think. Yeah, there's there's a there's even a Google um, app that you can use that allows you to uh, collaboratively work on like an image with with mm-hmm. grids and you can actually have uh, little uh, character pictures uh, for your pieces and then overlay it over a big map and now you've got a now you've got a battle map that's very kind of rudimentary but if everybody has edit access you can you can just move things around and I mean, you could certainly do that in like Google Slides yeah, too. You I could think, just move I, around a little. Yeah, like, I think that might be the one that I'm thinking like of. That. Yep. So there's all yeah. sorts of things that you can do out there for free that will add a lot of immersion to it. And and if you want to uh, add more of a visual element, it makes it a lot easier to do so instead of just doing theater of the, of the mind all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Not that there's anything wrong with theater. No. Um, but it, it's cool because it, most of it's free, so you don't right. have to spend like hundreds of dollars on cool, elaborate uh, scenes or whatever, or or miniatures or or what mm-hmm. have you, or even just printing out a map itself and then uh, cutting out the pieces and putting them all together is is not free. Right. No, and honestly, sometimes it's a lot of fun to play around with some of these tools, too, Mm -hmm. as like a thing to help you kind of stay immersed in the game um, to kind of play around with some of this stuff. And, you know, we talked about making Pinterest boards and things like that, but even just like building out your maps and things like that. Yep. It can be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, When I was... Some of that lonely fun. Yeah. When I was a a GM uh, using Roll20 a few years ago before my kids were born... Um, and then all my time went away. Uh, I, they do that. I know. I was able to uh, make these really elaborate scenes in Roll20. And then I even made it so you could have like virtual walls that you couldn't move your characters past. 
Um, mm. And then, like, I did uh, dynamic lighting in there, which was okay. really cool. And then you can even put in traps and stuff. So if the characters go past certain points, it activates a trap. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's all these super cool things that you can do uh, in some of these virtual tabletops and, and even with just visuals online uh, that'll really kind of up the experience at the table. But it, it does take time to set a lot it of does. that up. Um, so and, and usually it's the GM setting all of that up. So um, uh, maybe don't demand your GM's time to do this unless they have it. You mm -hmm. know, and even then don't demand, just ask. Yeah, I mean, you should never demand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think the cool thing about playing online is it's definitely a different experience, but it doesn't have to be a lesser one. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I really want to get across to people is that you can have a very full and exciting and immersive experience playing online in ways that you might not have thought of. Yeah. And especially if you haven't done it before, um, Give it a try. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun, and it it opens up whole new opportunities for people that you can play with. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've certainly gotten to play games with people that I never would have if I didn't play online because we're just, you know, we've never met in person. Yeah. Um, where we all live far away and we see each other once a year at conventions, mm -hmm. and I, I think it's it's a really cool experience in a lot of ways, and you can do a lot of things that you can't do mm -hmm. at a regular table. So they certainly both have their ups and downs, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't have to be a lesser experience if you don't want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's really kind of good uh, for a lot of people, in, in the, especially these times that when we're recording this, is uh, if you're going to be getting on camera and you're going to be talking with people from across the world, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it, it helps you get into a routine as well. Uh, so if you're in kind of the doldrums, and you're like, well, what's the point of getting ready for the day and all that sort of stuff? This kind of gives you a really good excuse to say, you know what, I, I will get ready for the day. Um, uh, I'll present myself as I would like going to work or actually going to a gaming group table. Um, mm -hmm. And then it, it'll make you feel better uh, overall. Yeah. And yeah, gaming is is for a lot of people. It's a stress relief. It's an escape. Yeah. It's you know something to do with your friends, mm -hmm. and you know this is an opportunity to make new friends and find new things to do and um, have something to look forward to. Yeah, and and socialize because yes. that's that's extremely important. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Um, my my sister's therapist said, make sure that you are social distancing. You are not social isolating. Yes. Um, and those are really important differences. And this is a way that you can make sure that you're distancing, but not isolating. Absolutely. Uh, and in a very good and healthy way, because you know what? Mm -hmm. What's more fun than uh, playing some RPGs with people? Nothing. Pretty much. Literally nothing. <laughs> That's why I put so much time into podcasting about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I talk about it because I don't have as much time to do it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Although this might take up more time than actual gaming. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll make a podcast because I don't have time to go out and play games. Uh -huh. Making a podcast takes so much more time. It's very true. But you know what? <laughs> now I don't have time to play games because I'm talking about them too much. What? We're helping other people play games. So oh, I think it works. Out of the goodness of our hearts. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So I, guess, I guess that's the message we're talking about. That's the message for today is we don't have time to play games because we're telling you how to play them. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Okay, sure. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us in this discussion. Uh, you know, whether it's because you or your friends have moved away or uh, because of everything that's going on in the world, we really hope that you'll be able to take these tools and ideas to connect with your friends or make new friends uh, and keep on playing. Absolutely. And we would love to hear about games that you have played online or other tips that you might have for making it a memorable experience. You can find us on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord at discord.creationcast.com. And let us know how things are going for you, what kind of stuff you've tried, what things you want to try, any tips you have. We're, we're always happy to hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, discord.charactercreationcast.com. Isn't that what I said? You missed the character part, but that's okay. Oh. Oh, it's a okay. it's a long URL. Maybe we should grab creationcast.com and see what happens. Yeah. It's probably taken. Maybe we should. 
We should probably do something. Uh-huh. We should we should get our website up. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Character Evolution Cast, like Character Creation Cast, is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts and guests, or even find some of our character sheets. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at CreationCast. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at GingerReckoning. Our other host, Ryan Bolter, can be found on Twitter at LordNeptune. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast it originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. This episode was edited by Amelia Antrim. Further information for today's guest can also be found in the show notes. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We'll see you next time. Now we gotta read some show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the One Shot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit OneShotPodcast.com where you'll find other great shows like Arms of the Tide. Arms of the Tide is an actual play about fighting for what's right in an original magitechnological world on the brink of catastrophe using the Mutants in the Night system. Join Quinn, Joe, Chanel, and John and revel in the laughs and gasp at the drama while the only thing standing against the apocalypse are a robot with a fondness for stray cats, a wolf made of living plants with a bad case of depression, and a private eye who's so done with all of this. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.